Well, good day, folks. I'm Jason Kurtman, and you, my friends, are listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. On the other end of the feed trough with me is Jim, the award-winning breakdancer of 1984, Nelson. Good morning, Jim. Yes, yes, indeed. Is that what you used to say when you did those spins on your back when you were breakdancing? Oh, it was actually on my head. Oh, oh, you were one of those breakdancers. Yes. Which is why I got that bald spot on top. Right, yep. And then, of course, when you were done, they'd wind the string around you and do it again, right? Right. (laughs) And if you're wondering why I told Jim good morning, it's because it's a little bit uh, right about 8 a.m. Sunday morning as we record this. This is, we haven't done this in a long time, this, this early in the morning. When we first started... Um, you, you probably remember that, uh, we, we did live this time of the morning when we first started doing these, yep. these kind of shows, these kind of shows, these are all the kind of and shows we've had I've to ever jump done. through all kinds of schedules to try to, to make it make happen. sure that we pro- make sure we provide quality content to our listeners. We, we did have some good content back then. Of course, we did a lot of, uh, product analysis reviews. Right. Uh, apps, I, I think, yep. and I think we'll go back to that, uh, somewhat. The problem is everything out there has already been reviewed and everybody, I've bought almost everything. <laughs> not quite. I wish I had. This is true, but not everybody has like gone through it and checked all that stuff out. You know, like, uh, I tell you, I tell you one of the ones that was, it, it's free, but just really, really worth your while is, that Life 360. Oh, and I know yeah, you I, use it as I well. I use it every single day. Every single day. I like to know, you know, your wife's coming home and you want to have something done for her, like the dishes or something. But, you you know, you, you kind of want to keep an eye and know how many minutes you got before she actually pulls up to the door. That's yep. what I use that for. I uh, My son does door dashing, um, which in this day and age, that kind of work is not the safest kind of work to do. So I like to keep an eye on him, where he's at, has he been in one place too long, you know, that sort of thing. Um, If he calls me and says he's on my way home and 45 minutes later, I can check and say, hey, where is he, you know. Um, If he stopped on the side of the road, then I know he might have some problems or something. Or or sometimes he's just parked at a friend's house, and that's fine too. But that's that's a great, great tool Um, when... Sarah and I got married, I, I pretty much insisted, in love, of course, that everybody in our immediate family download that. Um, and it sounds so. creepy. Well, you know, for those who don't know what it is, it's a tracking app. Yes. Uh, you, you put it on your family members and, and your phone, and you're able to tell where they are, uh, where they are in progress to uh, whatever their destination is. And you know... Yeah. Uh, you know where they're at, but conversely, they know where you're at as well. Right. It works both ways. It works both ways. Um, and it's, lest, lest it sound too creepy, ha, 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 I know where you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but in this day and age, um, to say that you care for someone is to say, I know where you are. <laughs> right. The, the world the world is what it is, and I've, I've been amazed being out, uh, doing some of that that dashing stuff is you've got you've got a lot of young people mm-hmm. that are out there and in some of those like Uber Eats um, actually has the option built into 
their the their safety protocols where you can you you can automatically have a family member tracking on you. Yeah, that's nice. It is, and that that's actually built into their into their platform. Yep. Hey, let's um let's take care of some business. Ba-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I love it when you do that because I'm loving it. Get it? <laughs> Our corporate <laughs> sponsor is the McDonald's Corporation. Man, I could go for an egg McMuffin right now. Right now. Think of all Sausage. the goodness in that paper wrap. Yeah. Um, they don't do the cardboard. They don't do the styrofoam boxes anymore. Remember that when they used to put their sandwiches in a styrofoam box? Yep. With a printed label, that, you know, right across Big Mac, Egg McMuffin, or whatever, right across. So you knew what, what kind of goodness was in that styrofoam box. Now they yep, wrap, it like- in, wrap it in paper and throw it in the bag. I likes me to sausage biscuit and and those little those little hash browns. Yeah, the hash McDonald's hash browns are fantastic. Yeah, they're they're addictive. Yeah, they're they got like, just the right amount of crispy golden goodness. They're it's like just... breakfast crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do not do not put them in your nose, people. That's right. not how this works. You're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're yeah, doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think I read something the other day that Oregon uh, has uh, made uh, cocaine legal and outlawed straws. How frustrating is that? So, I went to the I went to the store today for the first time, and I saw all of these like um, permanent straws there. Yeah, crazy. And it's like they had bamboo and like copper co- copper yep. covered ones, and it was. Like, but then you got to wash those things. Well, and they got the they, the they come brush. with they got the little brush that comes with them, but I'm still sitting there going, I don't know, people. I think we're overthinking this thing. Yeah, you know, it's easy to throw a paper plate away, and it's easy to wash a, a solid plate, but to have copper straws, that you know, you, it's one, you know how people go into business detailing cars. You could have a business where you detail <laughs> copper straws. That's just a little too much. Yeah, first, you know, get yourself a magnifying glass. Right. And, uh, you know, that is if you want to do it right, I guess. I don't know. I might try one of those. Maybe we ought to try those and review them. Uh, what, of course, what could you say about a copper straw? Yep, they worked, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I sucked this McDonald's shake straight through it, no problem. Yeah. Or, or actually, there's some, most of them were small enough uh-huh. that I was like, you might have a problem with the McDonald's shake because those were pretty thick. Have you tried the paper or the paper straws at some places that they give you now? Yeah, with the McDonald's shake, that's just a disaster waiting it, to happen. Well, I'm t- <laughs> even even in a soda, it's a disaster waiting to happen. I, I know. I just that just, paper. I had to go there because I'm thinking McDonald's right. straw to paper or yeah. McDonald's. McDonald's shaking a paper straw, that's, that's a nightmare. Yeah. But, but but you're right. They break down. They start breaking down after three minutes into the drink. And that, well, that breakdown, to me, I can taste it when you're sucking it to, in. Yeah. Go ahead. We used to have paper straws. And as I recall, they, 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 were, they were halfway decent. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what's happened in the past. 30, 40 years that we forgot how to make a paper straw that didn't dissolve in your drink. I don't remember before all this hype about taking care of our environment uh, ever having a paper straw. They weren't that common, but they did happen. 
It shouldn't be that common now, in my opinion. <laughs> well, not if we can't figure out how to make one that doesn't break down in your soda. Right. The problem is uh, not finding a straw that breaks that doesn't break down. It's trying to find a liberal snowflake that doesn't break down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. See what I did there? Yeah. Oh, back to the business. Check out our website at ourfantasticwebsite.com. And VintageBiscuits.com is the other domain name that'll take you to the same place. Of course, we have a great, fun, fantastic website uh, on the Facebook page, The Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. Jim, people are trying to get serious on that page. I'm not going to let it happen. Uh-oh. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, there, if you want to post motivational stuff, I get that. That's kind of what Jim and I are about. Uh, but stuff with a serious, you know, tear-jerk tear-jerking stuff, that's not going to go on that page. I'm not going to let that happen. I told you about the time I got kicked off the... You, I, I, I like bunnies. I was never, ever going to bring that up on the air, Jim, for for your benefit. Yeah, but and you, I... You opened a can I, of it, it, bunny food. In fact, I asked I asked you not yeah. to bring it up, because at the time I was like... You were Are upset. you kidding me? I was, I was upset. It was... I was on this... I was on this forum... I, you know, we talk about foo-foo. I, I literally have a bunny rabbit, like, almost arm's distance from me. Yes. Um, and, and so I was on this, I was on the site. Uh, I, was it, I like, I love bunnies. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I that. Like, I, I love bunnies. And they had like rules. That. And they had rules. And one of the rules was, don't be, don't be posting pictures of your dead bunny rabbit when he dies. Yeah. You know, you know, tell us that, 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 you know, Madame de, Madame de Pompadour, your, your, your Angolan, uh, rabbit just has, has gone to the, uh, great hutch in the sky. Right. And, and, and we will, we will shed a tear for you, but don't be posting pics of your dead rabbits. Well, they did. Right. And you called and, them out on it. And, and with, with, I'm, I'm like, this is supposed to be like, it's it's people like bunnies. <laughs> people don't care for dead bunnies. People that like dead bunnies are called hunters, <laughs> right? Or or chefs, <laughs> right? Uh, that's we 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 are loving bunny parents here. <laughs> and um, I was like, how? Why? And I and I called them out on it, and they're like, you know, oh, just relax. I'm like, no. I'm here because I need a little bit of positivity, and this is not cool. And um, and they instead of instead of abiding by their own rules, they ended up seeing fit to bounce me, right from from uh, the I Love Bunny uh Facebook yeah. group. And I'm like, you are and out of you, your ever loving mind. I'm gonna make a little light of this as much as I. Well, not as much as I can, but a little bit here because you call uh, you called me that morning, and I was like, "Hey, Jim, how are you doing?" <laughs> I'm not doing so good. He was you were a little down. I said, "Why?" And he he said, "Well, I get kicked off a Facebook page." And my first thought was, eh, "It happens, you know. We get controversial talking about politics <laughs> and stuff." And I was like, "What was it? You know, a conservative page, a liberal page?" I love bunnies, and I'm like, "Man." <laughs> Only you, only you, because and then and then of course I have to explain. Yes, and, I, right. and when you got done explaining, I'm still in my mind going, only you, only you. <laughs> I'm like, why? 
What? J- Jim is not one. He do- he doesn't love confrontation, but he's not one to sit back and not let one happen when he feels there needs to be one. Would you? Would you? Right. Would you? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say. Would you agree with that assessment? I, I, I would. I, I really don't like confrontation. I, I would really prefer it where reasonable people can just say their piece and be okay. I see where you're coming from, but right. You know, we we've made another decision, and then I go. Okay, I think you're dumb, but all right, whatever. And then it's over with. Right. And they they can think I'm weird, and they can think I'm dumb, and and we part company. But um, that that's the way I'd like to see things go. But sure. When when people start justifying stuff, and it's like, but you're not being consistent with your own rules. You're Ooh. you're not making sense. Right. You know, people come to you with an expectation that that they're not going to be looking at dead rabbits, and and now lo and behold, they're being forced to look at dead rabbits. Yeah, this is not happy. This is not uplifting. This does not make my morning fluffy. <laughs> Only you, man. Only you. Only me. <clears throat> well, and, and 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 I'll say this: there there have been a lot of my friends have taken note mm-hmm. that. For some stupid reason, we don't understand it. I seem to attract the weirdest, most nonsensical, and aggressive people. That 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 if you didn't if you didn't know the circumstances, you go, right. oh, you're just looking for trouble. I'm like, no, I would very happily not deal with these people if I could find a way to walk around them. But when they drop in front of me. And they decide to get aggressive upon me, apart from any prompting on my part. I'm, I'm like looking, I'm like chasing my tail, going, "Do do I wear a sign that says right. <laughs> that says, hey, for confrontation, you know, push this guy's buttons." And and it's one thing to say, "Don't let them push your buttons." It's a, but it's another thing when you have, in these days, you mentioned liberal snowflakes. Yeah, you talk about aggressive. And, and, and can I can I chase a rabbit trail? Sure, no pun intended. Go ahead. <laughs> when 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 these snowflakes say, "Oh well, I'm I'm scared. I feel intimidated. Um um, you, I need to go to my safe place. I, I'm I'm fearful of of you and your rhetoric. I'm I'm fearful of you." And I go, "You're the one that confronted me." Right. Okay, if you were really that fearful, you could have avoided me. Well, that's okay. Let me let me expand on that a little bit. You see this all the time in videos, people, you know, holding up a Trump sign, and the next thing you know, somebody walks up and says, "I don't like that. It doesn't make me feel safe. So therefore, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to steal your sign. You're provoking a a larger a larger confrontation." Uh, confrontation confrontation so that goes against that they're really afraid of you they're not they just want to pick at you so they are they're using f- the the lie of fear of their fear yeah. as an excuse to be aggressive and it's just another uh, another one of those things where they where they will make such a nonsensical claim that you're shaking your head trying to trying to get up to speed with how many layers of non sequitur logic, did they have to troll out there mm-hmm. for you for you to sit there and go, 
Wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. And and you can't unpack it before they've done they've accomplished what they wanted to, and that is being confrontational. So so the new bully is the one that can tie you up in knots, claiming that they're the victim. Right. That's the new bully. And that is that is your, your leftist liberal party. It's inconceivable. inconceivable. I've been wanting to say that word for a long time. <laughs> One other thing, a couple of other things, Jim. Uh, folks, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We would dearly love to hear what you have to say about our program, whether it be good or bad. The nice thing about those reviews is they're kind of anonymous, so you can rant and rave and tell us how much you hate us, and we'll like that because somebody will read that and go, man, I wonder what he's mad about, and they'll listen to us. And so it works both, both ways, I guess. Most of the time. Some of the time. And we, did, and we almost never send in the ninjas. That's right. Almost. And uh, when we do, <laughs> it's just Jim. No. Um, we are <laughs> That's <hurt>. enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I actually saw, there's a, a website, a blog I went, I came across yesterday, Jim. I thought of you. It was called um, the um, Redheaded Martial Arts I believe it was. I'll have to go back and check on that and find that. It was redheaded martial arts or something like that. But uh, it, was it, the, it was interesting. Was it the Trap Brothers? No, I don't think so. Tap Brothers. Tap or Trap? Not familiar with that. But uh, Oh, we are also heard on Leading Edge Radio Network, Q-Star FM, KKTY Tiger Country Radio, WBM Radio, Good Talk Radio, Delmarva Talk Radio, and of course our very own 11apexradionet.com. Apex Radio Net's getting getting a little more popular than it was a week or so ago. We uh, we play a lot of gospel music during the day and uh, mostly Christian podcast, but uh, that's what we do there. Anyway, Jim, back to the that uh, well, that is the business at hand. So how's your week you're been? Always, you're always giving me the business. I'm giving you the business. Yeah. How's your week but, been? Da, 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 da. Um, my week. It's been a full week. <clears throat> I thought you were gonna say it just started. Ten minutes ago, you know, last week. Give me yeah. a minute. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a full week. Been out doing the dashing thing, and yeah, uh, last night the app, the the app, the uh, yeah. the server crashed. Seth had problems with that too last night. I was I was kind of surprised to hear that because usually when the server crashes, you think about it being like you know a local thing, like like right. state, but um. No, people were people were jumping to other uh, other services, Uber Eats and the like. Fortunately for me, I am prepared in a multiplicity of directions. We I was riding with Sarah the other day, and we had an interesting thing. We we got called to go over to Sonic to pick up a a shake for somebody. So she picked it up, and then we got the delivery dress, and it was at the restaurant across the street. Oh, yep, I've had that. I've had that happen. I, I can understand that. You know, if all you do is serve pizzas all day long and you don't sell shakes and you're craving a shake and you're on your break, why not? You know, right. especially you know, especially if it's across the. I say it was across the street, across a busy highway, and uh, who wants to mess with running across that a busy when you got highway? fifteen minutes? Yeah, yeah. You got some jokes for us? I got some. Jokes. I, I got some good ones. You know why I got some good ones? Why well, when I say good ones, ones, they're good bad ones, like we usually tell. Because right. I bought a joke book this week. Oh, no. I did. I spent a dollar in a store called Five and Under. Okay. Which we is got a one total, total lie. Because <laughs> I found we've items got one... in there for $10. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. We've got one up here called Five and Below. That's that's what it was. Five and Below. My mistake. Oh, really? Yeah. 
That was a total lie. It was only it wasn't most, five and under. It was five and below. Most of the time up here, when I go in there, it actually it actually has been under five dollars. Well, they had some gadgets there, you know, Bluetooth speakers and stuff like that that were like up to ten, but still a good deal. Right, right. So anyway, go ahead with your jokes. What is the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? Oh. How, how do you tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? I'm going to guess that one will see you later, and I don't know the other half of that. And and one in a while. And oh. one in a while. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, what, what do you what do you call a what do you call a dog that does magic? What do you call a dog that does magic? I'm going to give up on that one. A labracadabrador. Oh, that's that's pretty good, Jim. <laughs> okay, we're a little bit above par today. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, my wife asked me to sink her phone, so I threw it in the ocean. I don't know why she's mad at me. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not the same kind of sink, uh, sink Jim. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, why do you never see uh, elephants hiding in trees? Oh, I know this one, because this one was in my joke book. Because <laughs> they're so good at it. <laughs> nah, because they're ninjas. Oh, okay. Ninja elephants. Ooh, there's <laughs> yeah, the title. No, you're right. Ninja, ninja elephants. elephants. Yes. I love it. Like All right. Horton, Horton, the ninja elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you seen that? Have you seen Horton Here's a Who? Uh, maybe a long time ago. The, the, the they came out with that that newer version of it. Uh huh. That's awesome. Okay. And 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 looked at in the right light, which I don't know if this is. Sometimes I wonder if if Doctor Seuss was even more of a genius than than what we thought he was. You know, a person's a person no matter how small. And I'm going, that that's something that we could use a little bit more of these days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's a certain there's a certain subject that that uh, could could stand with a little bit more of that sensitivity. What do you call fifty pigs and fifty deer? What what do you call fifty pigs? Ooh. And f- and fifty male deers. And and fifty deer. Fifty thousand bucks. Um, a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. Yes, I, I need to go back to elementary school. Bucks. Apparently, yes. Okay, go ahead. A man walks into the apiary and walks the, asks the beekeeper for a dozen bees, to which the beekeeper replies, "Sure, and I'll throw in the thirteenth as a freebie." Oh, that's pretty good. That that's a mathematical <laughs> pun. Yes. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how well this one's going to go go. On the air, uh, okay. what what do you call a fish with no eye? I uh, a fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got that one. All right, <laughs> got, any, got any more? Or shall I take a stab um, at it? Uh, police police arrested a bottle of water. It was wanted in three states: solid, liquid, and gas. Oh, okay, I got that. Yeah. Took me a second. <laughs> Took me a second. All right. Okay. Let's see what you got. Okay, where do penguins go to vote? Where do ping- penguins go to vote? The South Pole. The South yes. Pole. Where does a pig go to pawn his watch? Pig to pawn a watch. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Ready? This is it. This is a good one. A ham hock shop. A ham hock shop. Yes. What's? I think he might lose a little more than just a watch there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's not just a contribution, it's a sacrifice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might lose an arm and a leg there. Yeah. What is the difference between a mosquito and a fly? This is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. They're both pretty annoying. 
You can't zip up a mosquito. <laughs> but dun ching. But dun ching. Yes. I got two more. This is this is why I need to buy more joke books, I'm telling you. What is the hottest letter of the alphabet? What is the hottest uh, letter of the alphabet? Know. B. It makes oil boil. <laughs> yes. How how do you make this is my last one for today. How do you make seven an even number? How do you make seven an even number? You add one? Take away the S. <laughs> yeah, groan. You did get that, I assume, <laughs> by the groan. So. Hey, here, here's, here's a cute one. Yeah? Why don't crabs give to charity? Why don't crabs give to charity? I give up. Why? Because they're shellfish. Oh, they're shellfish. That's pretty good. <laughs> wow, Jim, you know, we're um, like 26 minutes into the show. And this is the most lighthearted we've we've been up to this far in a in a show. I, I like it. I'm having fun. Are we going to tempt fate or, or or? I don't know. I would <laughs> I would say we need to get up this early on a regular basis and do this. But Sarah probably wouldn't like that because she got up real early to sleep on the couch so I could turn everything on and and do this. So you get up early and it's like I can't do serious right now. Let yeah. Me some coffee. <laughs> got a got a question for you, Jim. I might have an answer for I'll you. I bet you do. Four percent of Americans think there are too many of these. Fifteen percent think they are there are not enough. What do you think? Four what what do you think they're talking about? Four percent of Americans think we have too many of these. Fifteen percent think we don't have enough. I think I'm in Laws. the I'm in the fifteen percent. Now that's a good answer. No, the answer is holidays. Do you think we have enough holidays or not uh, too many holidays or not enough? I don't know. I mean if if we're gonna, are we talking like uh, let's see there official, you official uh, official state holidays? Let, let's say we are. Why not? Okay, if if we're talking like official state holidays, I wouldn't mind having a few more. Yeah, here's here's what here's how I feel about it. Realistically, we've probably got enough. We probably do. But the selfish or the shellfish side of me, shellfish, as, as my friend Sean would say, um, Sean the, Connery. Yes, well, he wouldn't say it anymore, but. God rest his soul. But um, but he said it best. Yes, he did. Yeah, he always said everything <laughs> best. You know, if, if they take a knife to a gunfight, you you take a gun. You know that. <laughs> any, but but the selfish side of me uh, says, hey, I like more paid time off. I'll take a holiday. So yeah, we're we're in the, we're coming into the holiday season. You got plans for Thanksgiving? A little bit. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Are you cooking um, a turkey? Not this year. Um, the the kids the kids said, "Hey, we're we're kind of turkeyed out," um, turkeyed and I out. came across a good deal on a ham. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna tempt fate, and we're gonna have ham. Well, I'll tell you what: cooking or roasting a, a large bird is uh, quite a chore. There's a lot of preparation, and it, it's, there is it's quite a chore. I'll tell you a little secret that we started doing two years ago. Um, someday I'll cook a large bird again after we get settled. Uh, you know, we're, we're planning on moving in the future, but after we get settled, I plan on purchasing another smoker. I wore mine out. And then at that point, someday I'll, I'll do a, a large bird. Uh, we just stock up on turkey breast, you know, big boneless breast. And we, we cook those and I do smoke those on a charcoal grill over indirect heat. Or I should I say not over indirect? I guess that would be an oxymoron, right? That's like jumbo shrimp, not over direct heat, not over Army indirect heat. Yes, 
but um, we do that and they always turn out pretty good and it doesn't take as long as a large bird and I can put three or four in there for our small size family and uh, it'll it'll probably be the three of us today uh, Thursday and uh, a friend of ours is coming over Mitchell and uh, we'll, we'll probably have a have a good time and play a few games in the evening uh, your family likes board games and, yep. and, and games too and You've played that. I bought you a game. It was a like a dice and card game or something. Something about sushi. I sent that to uh, you all a couple. You guys, um, you guys have played that several times, though, as I recall. Yeah. Are, are you thinking about the uh, the the ramen fury? Yes, that's it. Not sushi. Ramen fury. Yes, the game. No, that's that's cool. So that, uh, that's that's one that we actually <laughs> we end up we end up going. Hey, now I'm hungry. I need me some ramen. Right. I um. I stocked up on ramen, yeah, the other day. Sarah and I bought. Are you three. a ramen stocker? Well, we're we're kind of New Mexico in Las Cruces last week shut down three or four WalMarts. Uh, there's talk that they are going to shut down one or maybe two of the two WalMarts in Alamogordo. Uh, so we we were hearing rumors. You know how it is when you hear rumors. You thought, well, if they do, maybe I better put a few things on hand. Um, right. we, we didn't go nuts and crazy about it. I mean, when you, when you walk into the grocery store, three cases of ramen noodles, usually enough to supply a 10 year old for three days, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this is true. So, I mean, that's not a big item that you just stock up on. And we, we, uh, got about 20 cans of, uh, vegetables and chili and st- just assorted, not stuff that we would normally, we normally get, but. We got just a couple of extra cans, you know. We stocked up on, uh, you know, the powdered gravy mixes and uh, Sloppy Joe mix. And uh, we thought, well, we'll buy some chicken breast. And we did that. And we, I said, you know, we got to have hamburger. If I'm going to make chili or something, we got to have hamburger. So we bought about four pounds of hamburger. We got done shopping. My friend, Michael, this is interesting, Jim. I found out something yesterday. And this, this will apply uh, to a lot of people that really like restaurant hamburgers. If you ever get a restaurant hamburger and you eat it and it tastes so good and you think to yourself, why in the world does the hamburgers I cook at home not taste this good? You ever? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've all said that, right? Or is yeah. it just me? Okay. I think. No, I, no, no. Okay. It's true. I think I may have found out why. Okay. I got a little bit of a theory here. I'm still going to test it. And um, I got a call from my Michael, my friend, Michael Shinneberry. Who says, "Hey, um, I got a, I got a place. I'm not going to go into great depths about where it is or what the name of it is." He says, "But they supply food to the local restaurants." And I ran into the guy that runs it, and and um, he he gave me a cash account, and so I can buy the the same food in bulk like you would at Sam's Club or you know, Costco or whatever. He said, but this food is the stuff that the restaurants get. Even Sam's Club doesn't sell that kind of stuff like like they do. I mean, you can get a, you can get a big package of beef there, but it's the same beef you're going to get at Walmart. So we go down there, and Michael's loading up his truck with stuff that he bought. They got it ready for him. They got it ready for him. He had, I, I don't remember what all that he got, but one thing caught my eye when I saw him loading his truck, and that was he got a case of A1 steak sauce. And it's that good. Um, <laughs> I knew, I knew when I saw that case of A1 sauce coming in, going into my friend's truck that this was the place for me. 
you know. <laughs> I love me the A1 steak sauce. It's good stuff. I, I told Michael, I think I said, I think that is the best steak sauce ever made. Actually, it is. Yeah. I, so, I just... Uh, oh, go I ahead. Could, and I, could put, I could put that on, on a lot of stuff, but it's like... There, there's you really just it's got to be on the burger it's got to be on the steak yeah you know the, the chicken on chicken it's not so bad um but it's like there's a certain number of things that it's it's good on but when it's good on it it's like <gasps> i like a1 steak so much i, I put it on my a1 steak sauce so <laughs> that's true Jason's over here doing shots. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Set me up got one my more. Diet right? soda. Yeah. So got any... my diet soda and shots of a one. <laughs> so anyway, while we're there, the guy gives us the grand tour, and he's got these ten pound rolls of of hamburger meat. And um, I said, "Well, how much is that?" He says, "Well, it's two fifty a pound or something like that. Not a not a bad deal." And I thought, well, you know, we got four pounds of hamburger meat. Hamburger meat is something that's still so easy to freeze and reuse later. Right. It, and it is. And um, I've got actually a process for that, too. I've actually got two processes, so I split that up between that when I bought that. So um, I bought it, took it home, um, put it in the refrigerator, and then that afternoon um, I started slicing this thing up. And part of my pro- one of my processes is to take a chunk of it, Put it into a gallon Ziploc bag. Leave the leave the Ziploc part open. Take a rolling pin and roll it out flat. You, can you picture what I'm doing here? Yep. And and then take the back end, the dull the dull side of a large knife, and score it down the middle one way and down the middle the other way. So you end up okay. having four large patties. Okay. At, at that point, you stick it in the freezer. And uh, I I did this a number of times, and then I got one of those little hamburger patty presses. You know what I'm talking about? Like a little cup with a little thing with a handle on it that you press into it, and it's supposed to form it into a perfect burger. And uh, I made some large, I think they're like quarter pounders, uh, of those and put them between wax paper and stuck it in the freezer. Well, last night, uh, I got a little hungry. So one of those patties was frozen. I took it out of the freezer. Threw it straight into a frying pan, salt and peppered it. I, here's my process for cooking hamburger, and this this works great, especially if you're using a, a thin slice, like you would for. I, I like thin slices of meat, really. Um, but my process is: you put it in the frying pan, cook it for five solid minutes, set a timer, don't flip it. I salt and pepper the the uncooked side, then I flip it over. After the timer goes off, salt and pepper the cooked side for five minutes. Flip it back over, and for almost a minute, um, the the side that I cooked first, um, I, I salt and pepper that just a little bit more maybe, but then I, I cook, I, no, I don't salt and pepper it. I put my cheese on top if I want a cheeseburger, and I cook that until the cheese melts, and then you're done. you got a perfectly cooked burger. Perfectly. So that's that's my hamburger process. But anyway, I cooked one of those um, for a quick, quick sandwich. And Jim, it was the best hamburger I've ever cooked at home. The best. It tasted to me. It tasted just like one of those really, really good restaurant hamburgers. And that was that was the process that you used for that. Yeah, and so the guy told me it was premium 
high quality beef. And it must be. It, it must be. Cause I've, I, I don't think I could get beef that good at the local grocery store. Hmm. So I think if you want a good hamburger, your trick, your, the trick is to find a place like that. If you can find one or, and, and they don't have them too often, but if you can find a literal actual butcher shop, and you ask for high-quality premium beef, the best they got. Maybe you might get something like that. You know what I bet would bump it up just a half a notch more? A1 sauce? <laughs> no, well, no, that bumps it up too full. Right, <laughs> right, notches yeah. more. But um, uh, a lot of these, of uh, a lot of these like greasy spoons that make some of the best, best burgers and hot dogs and stuff, which which hot dogs has to be commented on at some point here. Um, they use coconut oil. Really? I might they have to try that. Oil. And that coconut oil, it gives it this... It, it doesn't, like, give it a coconut flavor. Right. For for anybody that's, like, worried that that's going to... If you don't like coconut and, and and that's a thing for you. It doesn't do that, but it it does add this little extra rounded rounding out caramely rounding out of the flavors uh on your on your your burgers and your dogs and 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 when i i remember growing up my parents boiled hot dogs yeah my my folks did too and and it was like that's all i knew right i remember you I, telling I didn't, me this. i didn't i didn't know any other you know uh, way to cook hot dogs and then you, you got an education and then, I did. I, I went to a friend's birthday party, and um and they're like, I, I arrived late, and uh-huh. uh, and and they were like, well, hey, do you want a, ha- a hot dog? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to be to be any bother, and 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 I'm thinking they got to boil water, and they're like, bother? What what bother? Well, I you know you're gonna have to boil water. Oh no 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 my son, <laughs> that is not how we do hot dogs in right. this house. And, um, and, 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 and probably everybody else doesn't, doesn't either anymore, but they introduced me to, and they stuck it in a frying pan and, uh, and, and let it, let it get that little roasty. Oh yeah. All the way around. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, you can do this. This is <laughs> right. It's like, it was a sacred moment of, of, Ta-da! of, en- of yeah. enlightenment. Yes. The clouds parted, the angel sang in a. Hot dog landed in my plate. That was <gasps> yeah. What is this wonderful Good stuff? Thing? And um, but I found two things that add to the whole hot dog thing for me: coconut oil, coconut oil, and I love the Kogel Vienna natural casing hot dogs. Yeah, those I haven't had one of those. Good grief! Maybe twenty five years or more. That is, I, I don't know how they do it in other parts. It's of a the Michigan world. thing. Is it? Yeah. I don't think there's Kogel Viennas anywhere else except Michigan. I could be oh, wrong. Oh, my goodness. I could be I wrong. That almost wake, makes Governor Whitmer you, worth it. You ought to try this, Jim, and tell me no, how you like uh, no, it. No, it doesn't. Right. No, yeah, she didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> She didn't have anything to do with that. We yeah. had Kogels before she showed up. Yes. Um, you should try this, because I know you can get it, because I think you showed it to me one time. But you can get you can get hatch green chili in a can, right? Uh, yeah. You ought to take some of that fried up, just a little bit, and put it on a hot dog and tell me how you like that. Green chili goes good on everything. It really does. 
Um, I have ha- have had it, you know, shredded up and diced and thrown on a steak with A1 sauce over it. That's good stuff, too. So, but yeah, you ought to try that and tell me how you like that. Are you looking for anything? Jim, if you could have something for Christmas, what would you like to have? What would I like to have for Christmas? I'm a weird person to ask that question to. <laughs> okay. Um, because this this serves no practical purpose whatsoever. Oh. Yeah. But it makes me happy. It makes you happy. <laughs> Cold Steel, the knife company. Oh, okay. They also make swords. Right. And once upon a time, I had... A 1796 British Light Cavalry Saber. I remember that. I remember and you telling me that. There were some circumstances that came up, and I ended up, uh, I ended up selling that. And now I'm like, but I liked it. It was yeah. good. <laughs> it I, did what it was supposed to. I'll tell you what I wouldn't get you for Christmas. And a uh, British Light Cavalry Saber. No, but you're close. No. <laughs> There is a guy named David Reese. He is considered the world authoritarian on sharpening pencils. He has a website dedicated on how to how to sharpen a pencil. He has an Amazon book on how to sharpen a pencil. And for $100, he will provide you a pencil that he has personally sharpened with it comes with a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> it's not it, it's your average typical Dixon Ticonderoga number 2 pencil. $100. Okay. And you know, this is like people on eBay that buy toast with the image of Christ burned into it, by so they say, so they think. This is right. one of those things. You know people are out there buying this. Uh, th- this is a gift you'd get for somebody who has everything. A pencil with a, you know, pencil with a certificate of authenticity that it's been sharpened by <laughs> one particular person. Yeah, it probably comes in a gift box, too, I'm guessing. Right. Jim... I, I hate to tell you this, but I'm not that rich yet. <laughs> I'm not. If I was going to spend $100 on a writing utensil, it would be for probably, you know, like a Father's Day present or something. And it would have to, you know, like be solid gold with its name inscribed in platinum or something like that. And I probably couldn't even get that for $100. But I thought that was pretty weird. Pencil sharpening service for $100. Why don't, why don't you ask me what what the weirdest gift I ever got? What was? is the weirdest gift you ever got, Jim? <laughs> well, what you're was supposed to say. I'm glad it. you asked. <laughs> I am so glad you asked. Yeah, that. that was that was a subtle hint on my part. Right. Yes. <laughs> Not so subtle. Um, what was weird about it is I was amazed they even made such a thing. Um, my brother, my brother and I had this thing, and like every year he would buy me a box of ammunition. Uh huh, and other people in the family were like, uh-huh. "It's like no, no, no. This is a good gift." Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but uh, one year, he shows up, and I get a box of Zombie Max. I'm not lying, Zombie Max ammunition in Forty Smith and Wesson, and I'm sitting there laughing, my ever loving. I was. I, I'm sitting there going, you've got to be kidding me. And and it's like, just in case, because the dead should remain so. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and what it was, it, it was was actually a little bit extra special. I mean, and not just a little plastic nib that was in the end of the in the end of the bullet, which happened to be zombie green. Right. Of course. It was, had to but be. But it was, 
it was a modified hollow point. Okay. So it was, um, it, you get a little bit, you know, hollow points have a tendency, the, the point of a hollow point is that they flatten out immediately and you get maximum tra uh, transfer of kinetic shock. Uh -huh. Well, the Zombie Max wasn't quite so flat. It, 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 it would, it still was a hollow point, but it didn't open up quite so quickly. So you got a deeper, you got a deeper, uh, deeper hollow point deeper hollow points yeah, yeah i can picture that absolutely <laughs> but but zombie max i'm like you know i the next the next thing i really would like to find is somebody who like does silver s silver plating yeah on bullets oh yeah that way you'd have your werewolf ammunition Ooh. right yeah is that where you're right. going yeah yeah that that would be uh that would be interesting a whole line of ammunition <laughs> Dedicated to monster hunting. You you know, yeah. they'd probably make some good money if somebody did they, that just for the novelty of would. it. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a box of ammunition a couple of weeks ago. A hundred rounds of just basic, I think it was Remington brand, basic target ammunition. Just a hundred rounds. I used to get the same box at Walmart some years ago. Uh, not too many years ago for like 19 bucks. I was in the local gun shop. They had, they had one box of ammo there, uh, target ammo. I thought, well, I better get it, and uh, I bought it, and I paid $85 for it. I think there might, I hope there never comes a time when we have to use ammo, single solitary rounds of ammo like we do currency. There's, I know people are preparing for that. My dad was one of them. My dad has more, oh my goodness. I couldn't begin to tell you. They, they opened up a Gander Mountain in St. Louis some years back. And this was when 22 ammunition was hard to get. I mean, it was almost impossible to get. And they opened up this Gander Mountain store, and they had pallets and pallets and pallets of uh, ammo cans full of 22 ammunition. You know, you know the solid, the, the little little sized ammo cans. Yeah, yeah. And they had them on sale. I don't remember how much it was. It was like twenty five dollars for, or twenty dollars for a whole ammo can full of 22s. Somewhere around there. I don't remember exactly. And you could get one per customer per day. Well, when your dad's the pastor and has access to a church van, <laughs> uh, the whole family goes, you know. So we went, and it wasn't, it wasn't, I flew in, and it wasn't, it was like me, my dad, my mom, both my brothers. Uh, I think, uh, I think I had an in-law with me as well. And so we all walked out with one case of ammo for dad. Um, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. They didn't get suspicious at all because we used different checkout lanes, you know, so, but, you know, and, and the funny thing is we weren't the only ones there. You know, I saw a couple of twin brothers that were going through different checkout lanes. And, right. So good stuff though. Um, but yeah, the ammo's getting high again. It's, there's, I think there's going to, starting to be a shortage of ammo, not for reasons that there were in the past. The reasons in the past that we had shortage, uh, shortages of ammo was because people were just stupid. They were hoarding it beyond any current, any need they could ever possibly have. I talked to a guy who ran a gun range, and he knew a guy that would come down there and shoot. And that guy told me that he knew a guy that had so much 22 ammunition that if he blew off 500 rounds a day, it would literally take him 15 years to expend it all. <laughs> That's a lot of ammo. 
That's ridiculous. It, it, it is. And not only that, it's, it's downright mean to other people who can't get it and uh, who might really, really need it. I mean, we've got people in this country, believe it or not, that still live, live a primitive lifestyle by, by their own choice. Uh, who do depend on hunting for food, small game and such. So, probably not very many of them, but they're out there. They are out there. Jim, we talked about Live360 earlier. I want to tell you about another website and app I found this week. I absolutely love it. I know that you are like me, and you like to go camping. And neither one of us do it as much as we would like to. Right. But... If you ever want to go camping, but you didn't want to pack the tent necessarily, sometimes you just wanted a place where maybe there was a small shed, like a little cabin or something. Or yep. yeah, there is a website called Hip Camp, and uh-huh. and this is really really cool because you can find so many interesting places to camp. Some of them are primitive tent spots uh, where where there's nothing there, but maybe a stream if you're lucky. And a piece of grass and a couple of fallen logs. You can pitch a tent there, build, have a campfire, build it. You know, there's there's no amenities, no Wi-Fi, no running water, no toilet, none of that. But it, but you can spend ten, fifteen bucks a night to camp there, and and that's that's a fun way to camp. I've done that. Or you can you can find a place that has like the tiny cabin on it, with right. a with a bathroom. Uh, some of them have Wi-Fi. Uh, some of those run for anywhere from 25 to 50, 60 bucks a night. And then they have some places that have a wooden platform with the yurt tents set up on them. Yurt? Yurt. I don't know where that name come from. I like saying Mongolia. It. Yurt. Mongolia? Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, yurts are a Mongolian thing. Isn't that cool? That'd be another good title. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Maybe later. I still like Can I get, some, yeah. can I get some of that spicy sauce with my right. with my yurt? <laughs> All we have is A1. A1 on your yurt. Yeah, there we oh, go. Okay, give me that. Um, so anyway, um, but some of these yurts are just, they're, they're empty. You just go in, throw your sleeping bag on the platform or whatever. Some of them have cots. Some of them have full-size queen beds with nightstands and an electric with the clock there and... You know, the nice little potbelly stove in the middle of the floor. Some of these camping spots have uh, abandoned buses. On the outside, they look like just an abandoned bus sitting on blocks. And they've got right. pictures of all these places. And you go into the bus, and it looks like a three-star hotel. You know, carpet, paneling, tile, just that, Wi-Fi. That, that's like... That's like- Right up my alley. I know. I want one of the. You know, I want you know a, on yeah. the outside, let it be one of those things that everybody just goes. You know, your eye just passes right over it. It's like nothing to see here. And then you right. go inside, and it's like, oh my word! I, I would want, pay money to. I stay want here. to this live here. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. I I would. So- that, that's that's something that's something we ought to do a show on one of these days. Yeah. Is like outlining all of these different kinds of quote unquote primitive shelters. Yeah. Um, because some of, some of them are just, would be fun to, to make just to see if you could make them. Other ones, it's like, man, I, I'd, I'd want to have mail sent here. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Church, church picnic, my house, my bus tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or, uh, for, for those who don't know what a yurt is, uh, uh, teepees, like, yeah. like Plains Indian teepees. Um, I've seen those done up like really well um and and it's they're 
that's actually a pretty sophisticated living system there. That's mm-hmm. not it's it the the idea that a primitive people used it really belies the sophistication that 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 goes into such a thing. Um, but for those who don't know what a yurt is, I mean, there might be some folks that go, "What's a yurt? Do, do you, is that like some kind of yogurt or something?" Right. That's um, yeah. Sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a yurt is is it's a it was a uh, a form of shelter used by the nomadic Mongolian peoples, and they have a a lattice that they can that 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 will compress and they'll roll it up, uh, but but this lattice will go out. They'll have a, a central uh, structure that's like about the size of a of a telephone box in in the middle of this thing that they they'll dig holes in the ground and they'll put the put the uh, uh, put the posts in the ground right and there's like four of them that sit at a square about the size of a of a telephone a telephone box and then at the top of it they've got a ring that will hold it all into position and then this lattice forms the outside wall and then they'll start to they'll start to Put put all their their wool right. blankets and stuff around the outside of it, and by the time they're done, um, it was it was a very successful, very efficient uh, way to to be able to yeah. produce some living space, some reasonable living space on in 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 that region of the world. Uh, there was a guy by the name of uh, Dave Canterbury, or not was he's still with us, um, but he he ended up spending it a year in a yurt. As as part of his thing, Dave Canterbury Wilderness Archery Outfitters. Oh, interesting. Um, he was one of the guys on uh, Dual Survivor. Uh huh. Um, which which I'm like, hey, I was a Dave Canterbury fan before he was ever on Dual Survivor. I knew that guy. Um, um let let me just add this real quick, Jim, because I don't think I mentioned this a while ago. But the website that I'm referring to is hipcamp.com. Hipcamp.com. Yep. Hip like you threw your hip. Uh, camp like the obvious. Hipcamp.com. And the cool, the cool thing is, is they get, you you can pull up a map and uh, you can find the little red circles and you on the map and anywhere in the United States and click on those circles and it'll show you a picture of the campground, what amenities they have, and uh, and uh, it's just every in the price, everything you need right there. It's really really cool. And this I'm going to use this next when I go camping again. I'm going to use this next. So that's that's really cool. And, and the cool uh, thing about I'm, this, too, I'm on the site right now. OK. And Jim, the other cool thing about this is that if you have a piece of land that you would want to let somebody throw a tent on or if you got a piece of land, you could put up a shed or whatever, do what they're doing. You can advertise on their website and make a little money on the side doing it. Nice. Yeah. So hipcamp.com. I really like that. And um uh, I'd be interested, Jim, if you ever decided to use this. How it how it goes for you? This is pretty cool. I'm I'm looking at it, but I'm not seeing anything in Michigan. Really, that surprises me. I'll it have, does. I I will look at that a little bit later. You ought, just for fun, go to New Mexico or Arizona. Uh, there's places in Texas. Um, you do usually have to put in the location and at least a start date of when you want to camp to open stuff up. But uh, that's that's my experience. I could be wrong about some of that. But check out some of the western states for sure. Oh wait, there's Michigan. Oh, you found it. Okay, I found it. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Some of these aren't so far. What is this? Tent organic farming. 
the, yeah, fair warning, there are some hippie places out there. You know, like some of the buses are like painted psychedelic tie-dye. If you ever tie-dyed a bus, that's got to be hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're painted that way, and, and they you know, sometimes they have profiles of the people that own them. Um, and those can be interesting, too. It's a fun site to, to explore beyond. So, while we're talking about camping, Jim... I've got a question for you here real quick. Yes. In a survey, men chose men chose the 20 top skills that all guys should possess. No women were involved in this in this uh survey at all. Guess okay. what the number 1 skill was? Uh sharpening a knife. No, a pencil. No, actually, <laughs> number number 1 is how to fix a toilet. That that is a fairly simple thing to do. They're not that hard. Uh, the, right. The number two is navigate a map. Now, you and I are we we come from like one of the last generations to use a atlas or a paper map. Right. I think. Um, I can do it. I still prefer my my GPS. It's a whole lot easier on the brain. And the number three skill that men said all men should have was to do laundry properly. Now. Define properly. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I cannot fold a fitted sheet, and I nor do I know somebody who can, except maybe my mother. Oh, oh, oh! Fold folding that. No, I am. I if am the reigning. You can fold every time we have every time we have a laundry tournament. I I am the decided winner. Can you fold Gold. a fitted sheet? I can fold a fitted sheet. All right. This oh, is, you know what that was? That was San Antonio George. San Antonio George. It's time for us to go, folks. Don't forget to tip your server, spend time with your kids, rate and review us on iTunes. Am I forgetting anything? Go camping. Go camping. Absolutely. With the kids. <laughs> Jim? And please, turn on your Amber Alerts. The life you save may be someone that you know and care for. Absolutely. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Mm-hmm.